When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. (laughs) Well, howdy, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dunk, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Guys, four hours. (laughs) Kevin's coming home. Four hours I go to the airport to come back to the United (laughs) States of America. Hooray. Finally. I'm Goodness so gracious. How long has it been? Uh, about 28 days. I'm ready to get out of here. I want to hear some some American, some good old-fashioned like <laughs> Man, English. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Let's get back to it, brother. Well, humidity, you'll get plenty of that Missouri, Missouri. humidity. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, let's not forget Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hey guys, I'm I'm still here in America. We are still here. We I are bunker still down. In I bunker down. I I yeah, I have I have a lot of pride and I just hang out here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, gang. Well, we've got uh, plenty to talk about this episode. We've got a very special Bolt Insight lined up, one that you've all been clamoring for, an awesome, another international fan focus, and as always, an Ask Bolt fam that's probably doubles the episode in length as this it usually does. One. God bless. Everybody got their quills and papers and <laughs> candles, and let me write... Let me write a letter that's about a mile long for you, but uh, it's <laughs> all in good, good fun. You guys, you, I, I, you, we love you guys, so yeah. I, it's going to be a good time regardless. But let's start it off with uh, another podcast. Uh, some news that came out from another podcast. Drew Tranquil, of all people, we were not uh, we're not unfamiliar with players having podcasts. We saw that you know we had the Mike and Ike podcast for a short while. The experience. Um, the experience is going on right now. Our very own Jen Mills was on that show. Uh, and now Drew Tranquil has dipped his toes into the pond. And I mean, I I shouldn't say dipped his toes. He cannonballed he into it. He yeah. went full send he on this. He into the this pool. Pool. Yeah. <laughs> He got the unicorn on pretty early in his setup. He got his other, like, his other guests are huge, too. He had Tony Dungy and a bunch of other right. big Yeah, he's, he's set up for success right now. That's yeah. pretty rad. And and it's a it's a great podcast to listen to because he's talking to these guys and it is cash laid back. You're getting honest, candid answers. And uh, yes, he had Justin Herbert on 
the podcast. Um, Drew Tranquil said, did it bother you a lot when you would lose just like really small things, whether it was like a game of cards or was it really only the things that mattered or was it kind of everything? And Justin Herbert uh, said, I think it's great. Because I think it's everything, whether it's Madden. Yeah, it's great. What a competitor. (laughs) Whether it's Madden or whether it's golfing, even lifting at the facility, there's always times when you're pushing each other. And yeah, we've got a pretty close group of friends. And whenever you compete with them, like you want to do, you want to beat them, uh, you want to embarrass them. It's kind of my goal. Whenever (laughs) we go golfing, whenever we go, uh, you know, race go-karts, you want to win and you want to don't want to get second place. That's kind of the fun part about it. I, I very similar. I try and embarrass whenever possible. That's just, my ultimate yeah. goal. So, <laughs> but that's pretty hard to say. Like, I don't just want to win. I want you to question why you even competed. Why did in the I show up place. today? Yeah. Like, yeah. like what, what's the point of my life right now? <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of competitive. I mean, that I just think that competitive people are born. I, I really think yeah. that there's like a genetic like part of your body that you're either uber competitive or you're not. And some of it is probably the environment that you're raised in, right? Yeah. He had an older brother. He had an older brother. He's older and a younger brother, all two years apart. So yeah, you're going to, I mean, I remember I thought I could hang with Kev when we were little and I would, we would, I would try to compete in everything too. I would lost everything, but it was all like everything, every single thing. We were always right now. Yeah. I have a (laughs) five-year-old and a two and a half-year-old and they fight, Who's like who gets to the car first, right? Shotgun yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. Who's gonna get? Oh, uh, last one downstairs is a rotten egg. It's just like absolutely everything is a competition, and that's what he was built in <laughs> with his brothers at home, and now he does it with all the guys on the team. It sounds like, yeah. That's well, just in general, yeah. yeah. I, I think he. I mean, he just has that competitive no edge, and it's not something that you expect to come from him in every interview. Like he is just that calm, cool, collected guy, right? But when he hits the field or when it's time to to go. He well, can switch it on and he goes. That was yeah. what everyone was questioning in the draft, right? That's why he wasn't the first quarterback taken overall because they're right? like, is this guy even like football? Like, is he, does he want to win? Is, <laughs> right. Can he lead people? And the guy wants to embarrass people at go karts. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah like, clearly. Yeah. yeah. Somebody you're didn't toast, do their research done. in the draft when, when they were bringing up these questions, you know, like, just go, just go talk I to his older brother. Just go talk to his older brother. That's what you should. I think that's hundred percent it. If you want to know if someone's competitive, go talk to his brothers. You'll find out really fast. You'll get <laughs> stories instantly. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you listening, scouts? That's what you got to do to find out if these guys are competitive. Go talk to siblings. <laughs> and if they don't have brothers, they're probably not that competitive. Probably and there you go. Probably not. Yeah, might be soft. Yeah, might be. Um, all right. Probably well. Soft. <laughs> Well, that was a that was a direct jab, Adam. Do you have any brothers? I don't. Kevin I'm just of course I'll say he right does. Now. He's got us. <laughs> He's got us. I'm a big I'm a big doughboy. I'm the Pillsbury <laughs> doughboy. I just go. <laughs> You're our honorary brother. We can pick on you a little bit if you'd like. Sure, but yeah. you won't. Because <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Uh, today we started to see pictures coming out. OTAs have officially begun, and yes. we are seeing Football players. Helmets. We're Zach, seeing baby. we're seeing Lines free agents. Yes, we're seeing numbers matched with players that we have yet to see don the entire jersey or the practice jersey. I guess these are, and it's pretty awesome. We're seeing Khalil oh, Mack so fifty-two sick. with Kyle Van Noy number eight, just walking out to practice together, like. Let's just go just terrorize everyone. Let's yeah. go. Let's chitty chat. Um, 
Then Daniel Popper tweeted out, uh, players I did not see on the field today for the first day of Chargers OTAs, Joey Bosa, understandable. Austin Eckler, understandable. JC Jackson, understandable. Mike Williams, understandable. Uh, Jerry Tillery and uh, Kenneth Murray. Murray had ankle surgery recently, so no surprise there. So the Murray's no surprise, but uh, Jerry Tillery. Um, Gilbert Manzano said it's voluntary, it's May, but Jerry Tillery not showing up for the start of OTAs is interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, Eck kind of just, he explained um, how he's ramping up, staying at home, doing his right. workouts. He's got his own schedule. He knows like, I don't want to peak right now. So I'm being careful with what I do. Right. So like, you, yeah, it's easier to say like, yeah, Eck already got paid. We have a long-term future with him. Jerry Tillery is in a much different situation. Right. But even that much more so, shouldn't Jerry be wanting to peak at the right time? Yeah. Um, I think you'd you want to like, be there around the guys just to got to get in there a little bit, dude. Get that I know, camaraderie going. That's what we think, right? I think that's what fans think. And because yeah. we would never miss an opportunity to be no. at a single practice, no matter what. No. Right. But this, it's just a different world for these guys. And, if like Eck, he's like, hey, I am I am on a strict routine right now. I have my diet figured out. I'm training in this location and I love the guys that I'm working with. Mentally, I'm super like sharp right now. I don't want to go and change everything right now when we still have so long until the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I I agree too. When I saw Jerry Taylor, I'm like, what dude? Like, get out there. You gotta you still yeah. gotta prove some stuff. One of these names is not like the others. We'll just say <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, all these other guys have deals. They're lined up. Right. They're veterans. They're they're They've good to in, go. There's no yeah. question about you know whether or not they can you know get in the scheme of things or anything like that. Mike but, James is still enjoying that payday. Sure, oh, yeah. <laughs> and just like Austin Eckler's working on his you know has his workout routine set up. Yep. You know, prime for him. I'll, I'm sure a lot of these other guys are doing the same thing. They're just not doing right. it out on the field. But Jerry Tillery, dude, like didn't get his fifth year picked up and. Uh, Telesco alluded to like wanting to set a long-term deal with Jerry Tillery, but hasn't been signed yet, dude. So like it, it kind of just, just sends the message of like, do you want to be here? I I think the team kind of showed him what was going on with not giving him that, that option. I think it's pretty clear and who we brought think, in direct competition for yeah, his yeah, job. Yeah. Right. right. You think Tillery has the balls to be like, I'm not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fascinating. I don't know if he's got the clout to pull that off. No, no, not it. No, he has no leverage whatsoever. But None. yeah, you've seen crazy. He also, I know that from just hearing other podcasts and stuff talking about him. I know that he 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 lives in Hawaii. I think he has a house in Hawaii for the oh. off season. Um, so I don't know if that's just travel wise. Like I don't want to go on a plane for five hours for OTAs for a couple of days. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So and there's a lot of logistics behind it. But as a fan. It kind of irks me not to have him there. Like, dude, you got a lot to prove. Right. Still get there. Well, there's nothing for us to do other than read into it. So, right. Um, it's that's what we do. And um, you got to know, dude. If I, I'm in Jerry's shoes, I know that people are going to read into me not being there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Daniel Popper tweeted out uh, Christian Covington on why he is so excited to be back with the Chargers. Uh, this is a championship caliber team. Honestly, they've put the pieces together to prepare us to be that way. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, a guy that is, you know, has been there more so for depth than anything else is excited to be a part of a team that has made the offseason moves that it has 
And so, yeah, why not be excited to be in the good graces of Khalil Mack and Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson and all the and Kyle Van Noy and all these other guys? So um, you get the competitors, right? Like like right. Justin said, yeah, these guys get paid, but they want to win. Like they don't want to go. They don't want to go play on a team that's just going to suck the whole year, especially a guy like him. <laughs> like, he, yeah, like the Raiders. He knows he knows that he's his role. His role in the NFL is that depth defensive lineman. Right. He knows what his money's going to look like. So, yeah, I'm going to get paid this kind of no matter where I go. Let me go to a team that I'm going to let me hang with might some be able to win players. a Super Bowl with. Yeah. And like he already has that that environment here. But that kind of stuff, you don't hear that all the time, right? Mm-mm. As Charger fans, we don't hear that as to like, this is why I'm coming back to the Chargers because I know that we could win a Super Bowl. Right. That's not normally in the headlines yeah. of what people are saying. So Definitely. that's super exciting. I mean, I believe that too, but to hear these guys saying it, that's what they're talking then in the locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want to see what the how this all clicks together because there's so many new pieces here. There's so oh, yeah. many new defensive players. Like just this is I think this is important because you're setting up how the rest of the offseason is going to go. Are you going to like meet up with this other guy and go work out with them and try and build that camaraderie? And you know, I think that is important part of being a championship team is having the camaraderie and making sure that you're, you know, you have each other's back. So this is an important few days to get the get this figured out most of these guys that aren't showing up it seems like our defensive guys i mean we have mike williams and austin eck but those guys that's 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 established the relationships there but having like the palmers there and these guys that are and the guytons and keenan mm-hmm. allen still showing up he's a leader on the team so yeah dude. um you know like i i don't know i'm excited i think those guys being there um hey maybe maybe with eck not being there he's like a i'm not showing up so a number two steps up i'm not just gonna hold your guys's hand Right. Isaiah, go get more reps with the ones. Go figure yeah. it out and become a become a legit number two. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great point, point. and I think it just makes it even more head scratching for Jerry Tillery. Like you, <laughs> you, you talk about, like there's a lot of new faces on the defensive side that are gonna, you know, some of them have worked with Staley, not all of them have, but a yeah. lot of them have, and so for them, it's just kind of getting back into the groove and Jerry Tillery, an opportunity to build relationships with some of these guys and not yeah. being there is just one less opportunity. Yeah. Scott moved down the bench. Move it down. Mini me moved down <laughs> the bench. And you know the coaches are looking at this though, right? It's it it you sure. don't just brush it off. It's not just like, oh, I couldn't make it. Okay. Coaches are looking at this. Coaches are seeing who's showing up and who's putting right. in the work. And he's not there right now. Right. Now for all intent, you know, for all we know, he called Staley, worked it out and said, Hey, I'm not going to be able to be there because X, Y, or Z. And Staley said, yep. Yeah, no, that's fine. But we don't know that. We're just we're we're fans, you know, reading the book for the cover, you know, right. <laughs> judging it as we as we read it. As we do. As we do here. Um, and if you're feeling a little judgy yourself, go on over to chargechat.com <laughs> and judge our website and all the stuff that we have over there. Okay. Uh, t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers, and a member section where you could chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and ask questions and ask both fam. So go judge it, chargerchat.com. <laughs> All right, gang. Well, now it's time to move on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. This Lights. is... Yeah. Camera. Camera. Action. As soon as that clock starts, your ass mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. Come in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Inside, and man, are we lucky. We have the director. You've been asking for him all the time, and he's back. What's up, the director? Another one. Hey, guys. Kia ora. Bolt <laughs> fam. It's the director. Super excited to be back here, man. One of my favorite interviews, I got to say, last time around, we geeked out. 
excited to see what we got uh, uh, on the itinerary today. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. It's uh, it's always fun to chat with you and kind of pick your brain. And want to pick your brain right off the bat, the draft. You know, we had some awesome, awesome picks. We're excited. We kind of bolstered everything. But you did a crazy amount of streaming during that draft where you were. What was that like? Because you were very much involved with the fans that whole time. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think we kind of got our feet wet a couple of years ago and we decided to start doing the live streams during the games. You know, I was like, maybe we'll give it a shot at commentating, you know, have some, some chargers, you know, fandom on that side. And it, those streams can go a long time. Yeah. This uh, last draft weekend, though, I think we got close to 20 hours of streaming, Ooh. which was pretty insane. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Like in the demographic that I'm in, not a lot of chargers fans, what I would be doing anyway is hanging out if we had the fandom out here is hanging out at the sports bar and watching literally 20 hours worth of the draft anyway. Yeah. So why not get the whole bolt fam together virtually that can't make it or doesn't have the demographic themselves and have a good time virtually experiencing it with uh, tons of uh, people that share the same passion for the team. So it was a really good time. Definitely tasking when it came to us uh, staying awake and, uh, uh, you know, just physically being Avail- or mentally being available during the whole 20-hour period, but it was a good time. It was a really fun experience being able to uh, share that excitement with everybody. That's awesome you did that. That's a great point. Like, a lot of us are kind of spread out. There's not tons of Charger fans around us, so it's kind of like you're hanging out with your bros, live stream. It's good good times. Oh, exactly. Yeah, virtual hugs. I, they're being <laughs> felt. They're being felt, and it's definitely, I think, the biggest thing for me that I live off of is hype. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's pretty evident with the, the kind of material that we like to put out. And uh, for a long time, it was definitely a little bit, like, lackluster until we started the channel and found the uh, the Bolt fam yeah. online as well. So it's been a great experience. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to do it again next season. 20 hours again. Let's do it. That's awesome, man. And then uh, let's draft. We got some awesome guys. What were your, what were your thoughts? Like, first round was kind of crazy. No one really kind of predicted Zion Johnson. It wasn't really what everyone was saying. So what was your thoughts when they called his name first up? I think I remember doing a video a couple of days beforehand. It was something called like what I want versus what's most likely. Yeah. And we listed Zion Johnson as the most likely pick at 17 in terms of need, in terms of value. But what I wanted was definitely in the terms of a skill position, wide receiver, cornerback. That's what gets the people excited, right? Sure, sure. When they uh, decided to, uh, uh, you know, go up there and announce the name for Zion Johnson, equally as excited, of course, you know, Who's super excited to run alignment and Madden, right? But at the same time, (laughs) the Chargers have just been doing so good in terms of like getting a best player available while also at a position of need for the past couple of seasons. We've lucked out. And the reason why Zion Johnson was such a slam dunk pick, because it does feel a lot like Rashawn Slater last season, but at a different position. But equally as big of a need uh, as last season was with left tackle. So getting a guy that's going to have like immediate Pro Bowl potential on a position where you desperately needed the help is a huge slam dunk win in the first round. And I think you can kind of find that value throughout the entire draft in terms of offensive linemen, especially. So very excited about Zion Johnson. Chargers definitely still need to do a little bit of work. I think they're tinkering around with that right tackle position. But outside of that, man, how... When was the last time that we had an offensive line this close to being one of the best in the NFL in terms of completion? I think LT was setting records. I think that was the last time we had something like this. So, you know, and that that's kind of also interesting. You know, we picked up Spiller to kind of maybe be a one-two punch with, with our boy Eck. What were your thoughts on that? That was a bit polarizing. People weren't sure, but I'm I was kind of excited because like Eckler said when we talked to him last time, he wants somebody to step up and like help him out a little bit. And basically, that's what he was saying. He's like, somebody needs to help carry the load a little bit. 
First off, bravo on the Eck interview. Oh, very you. insightful, very fun. And yes, it was really cool to see Austin Eckler say, hey, guys, I'm, I'm paying attention to what's going on back there. I'm going to be your competition, but somebody's got to step up into that role. Very excited to see him do that. As for Isaiah Spiller, uh, initially in my stream, you saw a lot of hype because, again, we found a lot of uh, what we needed in the running back to position in Isaiah Spiller, as well as value. I think he was graded somewhere in between the second and third round. We got him in the fourth. Yeah, I think some places you see him in the fourth. Number one, great value. Number two, what he's going to be offering the team in terms of kind of versatility that this team needs outside of Austin. Because Austin, they're very, very good when given space, very good on the outside. Uh, but when it comes between the tackles, it's a little bit more difficult because, I mean, the dude is like pure muscle, but he is only like five, nine, five, ten, not the biggest guy in the yeah. world. So getting a guy that's what, six foot, 220 pounds in Isaiah Spiller, all of a sudden that's going to open up options, right? The short yardage, the uh, the goal to score. Like we have a lot of things working for us now because we got the two different kinds of backs. I think Isaiah Spiller could be one of those, if we're talking in terms of fantasy football, one of those sneaky guys that you can pick up because of his skill set, what he's bringing to the team, as well as the Chargers style of offense. How many times did we see the ball handed off to Joshua Kelly and fumbled away? Yeah. Then we moved away from those goal line carries. I feel like those are going to make a return. I think Isaiah Spiller is a very talented dude. I think that Isaiah Spiller, although maybe not the perfect power back archetype, just has the footwork, has the patience, the Le'Veon Bell-esque, you know, uh, moves uh, to really make the most of those short yardage opportunities. So Isaiah Spill, I'm all about it, man. I was super hyped then. I'm super hyped now. I know it's a bit of a controversy, but I think once we see him uh, work a little bit in camp and we see a couple of, you know, uh, snaps in the first couple of weeks, I think people will get excited about him. How do you think he's going to do in terms of statage in I'm, 2022? I think it's going to really depend, you know, rookie coming into a system like this. It'll be interesting to see how well he picks it up and how quick he is. If he's a okay, over quarter. under six and a half touchdowns rushing. I'm going to have to go under for sure. I just don't know. There's, under, under. Okay, I get that. It's I get such that. a crowded, like there's still some guys in that room. You know what I mean? Like. It's just hard to say um, who's, who's going to land, but I'm pulling for him. I hope he's, you know, coming from Jimbo Fisher's system. I'm hoping that carries over and he's he's as pro-ready as everyone says that program makes people. So, um, but we'll find I out about that. a big that. thing. Yeah. A big thing, too, that I, I feel like I was overlooking even at the time of drafting him is going to be the situation, right? The Aggies terrible situation in terms of their offensive line for the past few seasons, in terms of injuries. And he made and stuff happen. People out. Mm -hmm. Now here comes Isaiah Spiller, who was at one point touted as the best running back in the nation, running behind one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. So to go from the protection he had in college to the protection he's going to have in the NFL, we may see more in terms of production than what we saw. Uh, Texas A&M. No, for sure. And he was also in a similar position. What we'll need him to do here. He was a one-two punch at uh, A&M. So he doesn't have a lot of, he still got a lot of tread on the tires. So I'm excited. We def it was definitely an upgrade, and I was on the side of excited over eh, skeptical. Um, so, but on the other side of that, free agents, man, we have picked up some absolutely the craziest year of being a Charger fan I've ever experienced. We were talking a little bit about this before we started. Absolutely insane. And then, like recently, Van Noy and Morgan Fox, and like all these guys, you're like, what the what is going on? So, what are your it thoughts on like the free agents? 
they, they never slowed down, right? At a point where we're like, oh, man, we got Khalil Mack. How much did it cost? Well, it's a second round pick. Okay, I can get about that. And then they went around and got our picks back in the sixth round for two sevenths. Like, that is one of the best values I've seen as far as trade for the Chargers, maybe ever. Yeah. In terms of the uh, free agency class for the Chargers as a whole, I mean, you're, you would have a hard time uh, assembling that roster even in a virtual sense like Madden or, you know, video games and stuff like that, it is pretty dang loaded. Yeah. Khalil Mack, I feel, is probably one of the most important things that we did this offseason. I'm pretty sure we knew that we needed another edge rusher uh, outside of maybe Uchenna Nwosu, who some were hoping to bring back. I kind of was as well, but I do think Khalil Mack brings more in terms of what the Chargers need in improvements because, yes, he's going to be very nice with Joey Bosa, but this dude is one of the best run-stopping edge players in the NFL as well, and he's been one of the most consistent grading between 85 in the nineties for almost his entire career versus the run. And that's something the chargers needed a lot from uh, that other side of Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa is very good. Not as good as Khalil Mack versus the run, but Uchenna knows to Kyler Fackrell, those guys did struggle a little bit. So in terms of bringing what the chargers need help in uh, uh, improving the season in the run defense uh, on top of that, you got the pass rush in this division in particular, my goodness, dude, you're going to need all the help that you can get Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to name the other guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so very, very bold move. It's going to pay off big time. JC Jackson. My God, man. <laughs> what that, that That is a free agent signing that doesn't happen. And we got him at a value for where those players are going in his situation money-wise. So it's kind of One of crazy. the first things that I love to do after you sign a big name, because you're like, oh my God, you know, that's a lot of money. He's the number one guy. The hype is here. Let's see how, uh, how far we can justify this. You go look up the opposing team's podcasts, right? So in this case, you go look up the Patriots podcast, their YouTubers and stuff like that, just to kind of gauge the field a little bit. Everybody was super upset. Yeah, they're bummed. <laughs> That's a was good sign. Their minds. <laughs> yeah. Because again, as you mentioned, we got such a great value on JC Jackson, which again, so interesting and so strange, but it sounded like he wanted to come to Los Angeles after what? What was the most recent cornerback that got extended? Now, I don't think uh, JC's in the, even in the top five corners in the league. No. Yeah, they, it, it was a kind of a run. Like he kind of usually those guys wait for somebody to set the bar and then they jump above it with their contract negotiations. He was just like, all right, I'm going to L.A. Give me the best you can get. Let's go. Oh, and then goodness. people kind of piled on top of that. The impact that JC's going to have is insane. Yeah. I know that uh, Brandon Staley, that defense, it's really hard for the casual NFL fan to understand because of how complex and flexible it is, myself included, right? Same. I'm just a talking guy on YouTube. I pretend, you know, to have it all together at the same time. Brandon Staley, it's a complicated system for a reason. It's to keep professional football uh, teams on the opposite side, you know, on their toes. And JC Jackson, what he's going to provide feels to me at least very similar to how Jalen Ramsey. Uh, it was utilized, maybe not so much in the star position, but just so much as having a guy that can lock down that opposing wide receiver one. Very, very important. Opens up flexibility for Derwin James. JT Wood's going to play a role in that too. Uh, opens up flexibility, you know, upfront blitzing packages. Everything feels like JC Jackson was the key to unlocking, you know, a big potential in this defense. So having that true number one corner, I think is going to allow Brandon Staley to really get jiggy with what made him so good at the Los Angeles Rams a couple of years back. So smashing success. Yeah, and then and the thing that people are kind of not talking about either is, is Vato, is Michael Davis. He didn't have his best year last year. New system, get it. It's totally different than what he was running in Gus Bradley's system. I still think he has a lot of potential to be really good. 
So, and we and we signed him last year. So, I, you know, it's this is a weird year where, as Charger fans, we're always when you look at the roster, it's that first line of guys solid. We're really good at our first line of defense. But when do you start looking at the backups and falling going down the uh, the, mm-hmm. the roster? If that's yep, where it good. falls apart, this is different. You know, you got mm-hmm. Kyle Van Noy. You got some of these pass rushers that are going to be a part of you know the one-two punch that is Mac and uh, and Bosa. Yeah, Vato, he's going to be, I think, you know, as in terms of what they're asking him to do, I feel like he's going to have a, a lot easier time this season. Of sure. course, the scheme being a very big part of it. Six foot, what, two? He's uh, a big ran guy. a nice 40. Fast. I think he's he's got the size, he's got the speed. In terms of year two of Brandon Staley, too, I think that's an excellent point to bring up because, again, like we mentioned, complicated scheme, lots of flexibility. This is something we covered a couple of days ago in terms of why I think the run defense struggled so hard in 2021 was because of the lack of versatility in those defensive linemen. As good as some of them had been in the past, Linval Joseph, Justin Jones, still pretty good this last season. They're not as easy to move around, let's say, as a Sebastian Joseph Day or as an Austin Johnson. Brandon Staley has hand-selected his Avengers, right, that (laughs) operate in his system where he can move dudes around where he can keep the you know opposing offenses on their toes. And I feel like the same thing can be said for pretty much every single player that the Chargers have signed this year. Flexibility, versatility. They can play the slot outside, edge, linebacker with Kyle Van Noy. Our defensive linemen can all be moved around now. It feels like finally, after Brandon Staley fixed the offensive line last year, he was given full control of, you know, you know, with him and Tom Telesco, of how to create the defense that worked with the Los Angeles Rams. So... Yeah, man. I mean, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, those guys are going to get the job done in the middle. It's going to free up Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. We're going to get to the quarterback. Aaron throws by the quarterback. You're going to see JC and Derwin back there, Sante Samuel, et cetera, et cetera. I think the name of the game was to improve this turnover ratio, and I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. We're going to be picking and sacking all season long, I feel like. It's going to be a lot of fun. The more of Mahomes in the dirt, the better season for and, the Chargers. And uh, Mascara, if you will. He'll he'll be oh, yeah. face down. <laughs> um, and then one of the challenges, you, you know, you do some awesome stuff. You know, your social media is awesome. Wanted to get your your idea, your thoughts on kind of what the Chargers are doing and this like recent release video that they just put oh. out. Because it, man, it it it, it was it wasn't just in like uh, football circles. It was trending everywhere. everywhere. Um, I guarantee you, we we brought some fans into the fold with that. Like, what do you think this uh, Chargers social media is doing for us? Absolutely. Bravo. I've worked in the film industry a long time, right? And I worked in commercial social media for a few years, too. You do not see that. That is some quality, quality work to keep the fan base viral. And and it's just so fire, right? To keep the fan base and NFL fans, you know, aware of the team, excited about the team and building the optimism about the team. I'm not the biggest anime person. I told my wife this. She gave me a hard time about it. I was like, name one anime you didn't like. I was like, touche. But <laughs> I understood a lot of the references, a lot of the slams. Just It's it's a beautiful uh, uh, Easter egg packed yeah. uh, piece of content you have to watch over and over again. The Charger social media team, if there was an Academy Awards for the NFL social media teams, they would be the top of the list every single season. Absolutely fire. Bravo. Yeah. I know that probably took a whole bunch of effort, resources, money absolutely worth it they hit it out of the park they're doing it well and i'm what i'm looking forward to is your hype video you always put together an awesome hype video for us before the season gets started when do we when do we get it when 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 are we gonna (laughs) you're gonna deliver this present we get to open well two things first one uh the 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 charger chat team will be making an appearance 
at some point in the video. Yes! I, I grabbed the clip that we needed to use. It was absolutely <laughs> necessary. You guys will be in it. So Two, we've been hard at work on it. The schedule has been kind of all over the place this past few weeks, but I will say it's probably about 80, 85% complete. I'm hoping to get it out here in the next week or so. It's good. I'm excited. It's very different than anything that I've edited before. It's very social media themed, I think is what we're going to say. Well, that was a perfect segue into that because we're absolutely killing yeah. it on social <laughs> we're, media. We're trying to follow the 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 path paved by the social media team for the yeah, Chargers. I love it. Well, we're excited. So excited to see it. Um, And then, you know, wanted to see because we haven't actually got to meet each other in person yet. Are you going to any Shame. games this year, man? I know you went to one last year and I'm sure that was amazing Thunder Alley and oh, experience man. hanging out with everybody. Are you going to any games this year? Oh, absolutely. I think the plan at this point is to hit up at least one primetime game nice. a year, right? At SoFi, obviously. So once the wife and I sit down and we look at the schedule, we got some traveling to do this holiday season as well. Once we find the game that fits our, 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 uh, our calendars a little bit, we're going to announce it. And uh, last time, I know Dan from uh, the Chargers uh, Unleashed podcast yeah. put together this whole thing. We went to the, the uh, uh, one of the bars out there and met a whole bunch of people that couldn't meet the game. Likely something like that again. And if, and if anything, we're going to have a really good time at Thunder Alley, which was one of the best experiences of my life. And what amazing. a game too, Chargers Steelers. For so the, amazing. Oh my goodness. What man. a game so to go to, fun. bro. Holy crap. Yeah, well, we're sitting there looking at the schedule over and over, and there's this one guy I know that's a huge Steelers fan. So, you know, just to stick it to Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch him whoop on the Steelers a little bit. Great game. So, yeah, I'll definitely let everybody know there will be a big announcement, and uh, we can make plans for everybody to hang out. You and me included. Let's the do it, chat guys. we got to have, we we'll go, we'll we'll go have throw one back. back. Yeah, absolutely. See, great. Man, we were on the like, same page right we, there. That was magical. That was, <laughs> we're that, was, that was exactly what needed to happen right here. It was perfect. All right. You were on last time. Let's get you out of here on this. Last time we had favorite sports movie, you being the director, favorite sports movie of all time. Um, remember the Titans, I believe. Yes, yes, yes good I, memory. I'm good. good this is my brother's favorite. Was a big you guys one. were on the same page. A little different this time, not football related. Okay. Favorite okay. sci fi movie. Oh. <laughs> I think we're going to go with Star Wars. <laughs> you have a full size stormtrooper. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know if people are familiar with what the 501st is. I've been in the 501st a lot. Or I was for a very long time. Built that stormtrooper when in my teenage years. And uh, I've got Star Wars stuff all around the house, man. There's a trophy up there from Lucas. I'm going to get it. I'm going to hang on. I'm gonna uh, we're waiting. Well, wow. This is what I'm talking about. Holy crap. We made a fan film. You can edit out my, my, uh, my, my sweatpants over here. We made a Star Wars fan film. Uh, that competed in one of the official Lucasfilm uh, oh, film festivals snap. and we ended up winning it. Certified and everything. Oh my very, God. Very, very nice. That's insane. Uh, yeah, big Star Wars fan, I have to say. Love it. Uh, that's a, <laughs> the best answer and you had uh, the the proof to back it up right over your shoulder. I, if there's one thing I'm always prepared for, it's it's what is your favorite sci-fi movie. Yeah. I, think, I think we got that one covered. Right on, brother. Right on. Well, hey, Always a pleasure, my friend. You know, good luck to you and everything you're doing over there on YouTube. It is fantastic. We always, uh, we love checking it out. And yeah, man, we really appreciate your time. Oh, absolutely, man. Anytime. Super excited for the season. This is the season to get hyped about. Some people have been maybe a little bit conservative in their hype because again, it's the Chargers. Just when you think we're about to win, they let us down into the deepest of graves. But this season, I'm telling you, as, as a longtime fan, I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. This carries the most potential to carry us the furthest since the LT days. And uh, it, it's worth investing 
your hype this season. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. And we're invested in seeing that hype video. So let us know when that is. We will share with everybody. And uh, we really appreciate your time, brother. And we'll uh, definitely uh, talk to you soon. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, brother. Well, there you go, folks. You, you've been asking for it. Get the director on. Get the director on. We well, got there him. Was. There we was. got him. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, man. It's always a pleasure chatting Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Your energy is infectious. Like it yeah. really just got me fired up for the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and way to go for on that stream, buddy. Like, what, what did you say it was? 20 hours? That's a 20 lot hour stream? Of, that's a lot of streaming. That's man. no joke, that, guys. That's I would, putting in work. Yeah. I, you'd be lucky if I had pants on that whole 20 hours. Because <laughs> No way. <laughs> no way. Never. Be better I've never gone 20 straight hours with pants on. <laughs> never in my life. <laughs> 19 shirt. 20. That's asking too much. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I do want to bring up one. one um, Kevin, I'd like your explanation on one phrasing that you used in that interview. <laughs> Do, you, go, yeah, go ahead. You, Do we're, tell. you were talking defense with the director, um, our great defensive backs, our awesome pickups and the edge rusher. And you said that we were going to be picking and sacking all year long. Can, mm. can you can you explain what does picking and sacking look like? Picking and sacking. It's pretty straightforward. <laughs> we're going to sack yeah. some. It sounds even better when you say it. Picking and sacking. It's we're pretty straightforward. So we're going to pick some balls and sack some quarterbacks. We're going to yeah. pick and sack. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, picking good. and sacking. You can it's go another the direction. It's got to be a sound bite in the beginning of this. Picking our and sacking. Intro. Yeah. Yeah, I followed you, Kev. I don't I don't know what Kyle's issue was. was but, on, uh, hey, <laughs> I don't know. When I was listening to it, I was trying to take notes for what to talk about. Holy smoke. Picking and sacking. Picking and sacking really got took you. Took me off another, yeah, into another direction. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Picking and sacking, baby. Picking and sacking. Or you go uh, the other way, sacking and picking. They kind of sacking both work. Picking, gotta, picking and picking. They sacking. kind of roll. Well, there's picking well, and a grinning. So sacks, picking and a second, I think. Is, picking and a second. Yeah, second picking and a second. Yeah, sacking and a picking. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, director. Thanks, man. Thank you, director. Thank you, director. You're the man. You're the absolute man. (laughs) All right. Well, now it is time to go international yet again, Uh, but not in Kevin's direction over in Poland. No, we're going westward. Ho, come from London. Let's go see who it is. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are super pumped to have Greg from Australia. What is going on, Greg? Not much, man. Just uh, chilling out here and uh, getting to talk all things bolts. Oh, man, we're so excited to meet you. And we have scheduling this is gnarly because, you know, I forgot like Australia times. So I'm so glad we're able to do this. And uh, let's kick it off how we do all these things, man. How did you become a Charger fan? Oh, man, that was. Kind of started with getting into the NFL um, in its entirety. Started off 84. Um, LA was big because of the Olympics. So then, unfortunately, the uh, those guys now that are in Vegas, they were big. So, you know, they kind of put them on the map down, or NFL on the map down under. Um, followed the, I no, didn't follow, but the 49ers into the 90s and, and early 90s, the, um, who was that? Who was that? Steelers, then I think. Yeah. Uh, winning, no, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, they were popular because of that dodgy movie they made with their cheerleaders. But, you know, that's something. That's something yeah. <laughs> oh, Debbie. Um, oh, Debbie does tell us. Um, my wife will probably watch this, so best we move <laughs> Sorry, on. <honey>. Sorry. <laughs> my wife and my children. Wife. My wife. <laughs> um, um, where are we? And then, uh, yeah, old Darren Bennett, the Australian guy from uh, Western Australia, um, 
picked up by the Chargers and became the punter. So, you know, what else to do but follow uh, follow a fellow Australasian. So that was it, man, 95. That's amazing. Bennett, honestly, like, I don't remember Charger kickers, but I remember him lighting people up on punt returns. Like, he would get pissed when they would return it more than, like, 5, 10 yards and, like, close arm people. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it a hip and shoulder. So it's from it's from when he was in his AFL days. They kind of get in like that, and I think I think the Americans don't expect the punters to tackle. So um, you know they get a fair surprise when they get smacked. Oh yeah, so good. So all yeah, right, man. Yeah. Well, like, what are your you know what are your thoughts so far on this off season? You know, there's a lot that's happened. The draft, we got some players. We picked up a load of studs in free agency. Yeah. Well, you know, as a Char- yeah. Charger fan for as long as you've been one. What are your thoughts on this year? Because it's a very weird year for us. Man, it is like like the the pre you know the draft has been easy, has been awesome. Um, trading has been awesome and continues with a couple of new dudes today. Um, but man, I'm just still hanging out for something in right tackle. Eh? you know that's the key. That's the key to bringing everything together. It means they can run on the left, run on the right. They can just, you know, really set it up for Herbie to do his thing, man. So just bring in a big gun at right tackle. It's so weird. We were talking a little bit before this started, like the idea that we have backups on backups on backups at most of these positions, but right tackles yeah. like a glaring, like, guess we'll see what happens. I mean, let's do another cornerback, eh, instead of a right tackle. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just load them up. Them Put yeah. 11 DBs out there on the field and we'll be still be fine. Yeah, yeah. Tape some DBs together and put them at right tackle, man. It'd be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's fuse them. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. And it'll, it'll all come good. Love it. No, nah, man, but I think, you know, like, the stay there, Herbie, Herbie doing his thing. Um, you know, hopefully Khalil Mack comes in with all that, um, you know, with everything he promises. Um, Seabass. I shouldn't call him Seabass, right? But Sebastian does his thing. Yeah. Um, you know, man, it's the hype is real. And man, I'm so excited. I'm like counting days. It's, you know, 112, I think. I know. I'm so, it's like, that's the problem, the off season where I'm just like sitting here, just like biding my time. And it's so awesome. I get to be like talking to you is getting me even more fired up. So it's getting hard for me not to watch football right now. Oh man. The amount of podcasts or potties as we call them, I'm watching and, you know, get into bed every night, go through YouTube again to see if there's anything new. It's just like, man, I just, it's gotta, it's gotta deliver this year. It just has to. Uh. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's a good segue, you know, being a fan in Australia, how do you connect with like the charger community? Is there like a charger fans out there? What is the, what is that landscape like for you? Um, well, I've only seen one other Herbie Jersey in Perth. WA where I am, mm-hmm. um, which was really random. And I asked him, Did you, you know, go give like, him a hug? Man, Did you give him a hug? Like, oh, yeah. no. He was at lunch with his family, I think, on like Mother's Day or something. <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> just, the whole family is like, oh, who's, the, who's the guy? <laughs> who's the weird guy? <laughs> My wife's pulling me back. Come on, like, sit down. Sit I down. love it. Um, Had to be done. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit difficult, man. There's like, because there's a diehard Bolt Club, which you guys are now hooked up with. There's proud, a, proud um, member. Uh, yeah, well, there's like, there's a, there's a down under chapter. 
Um, but connected with a few of those guys. Um, one guy's in Townsville, which is like um, LA to New York away. So oh, wow. we don't really ca- we don't really catch up for coffee too not much. A lot of, not a lot of uh, meetups. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, and that and that um, deals with people in New Zealand as well. So um, uh, and to, I mean, from where I am to New Zealand is kind of the same as Perth to like um, be the same as LA to New York. So gotcha. um, we swap stuff and. Yeah, but I reckon as we amp up and we uh, go through and we're sitting at about seven and one, there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of chit chat going around. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. And we met uh, a Tonga. He's in um, New Zealand. There's just it's cool, like meeting fans from New Zealand and Australia. I just love it so much. And you know, being yeah. out there and you get to watch. You know, you watch all the games. Have you ever been to um, been to the stadium? Have you ever have you ever been to a game in person? Yeah, I've been to. Um, I've been to Qualcomm back in uh, 2005. Yeah. Um, in, in San Diego, and 2018, I went um, before they moved to SoFi, uh, whatever it is. Yeah. So um, yeah, so far that's the one. Um, yeah, yeah. Two, 2005 was uh, really interesting. If, uh, I didn't even know, man. Back then, the Chargers were were amping. Qualcomm was sold out every every. Every time, and the only time I could be in um, San Diego was Monday night football. So um, I actually sent an email off to the Chargers organization, and you know, did the hey, I'm a long time Darren Bennett fan. I love the Chargers. You know, dream of mine, bucket list. And I got an email back from a woman called Betsy Pyle, and I'm like, I'm like, man, is she like out of Forest Gump or something? You know, like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I've been hacked for sure, Betsy Pyle. So yeah. I thought, man, I was sure I'd been hacked. So I actually phoned the Chargers organization and, um, yeah, they put me through to Betsy Pyle and she was like, we'd love to have you as our international guest. Uh, we'll organize tickets for you, you know, sideline tickets, party before and meet all the Charger girls. So, nice. you know, I was in year, year two with my wife then. So, uh, yeah, can't meet all uh, of them, but just maybe one yeah. or two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I ducked off for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, man, all, all, it's such a buzz, man. Such a buzz. Such a great thing to do. Right? So. That's so cool. They hooked you up with like all, they hooked you up with tickets and all that. Like that's insane. That's really, really got to be a unique experience. Well, as I said, man, I was like, this is too cool to be true. You know, like I've fully been hacked there or, or, or someone's <laughs> just having having a laugh. And sure enough, man, awesome. I took, I took uh, Betsy, uh, one of the AFL jerseys of the team I follow here, and a cap and stuff like that, and gave it to her. So it was a great day, man. Unfortunately, uh, the bus and the uh, Steelers marched us downfield in the last last uh, last drive and kicked a kicked a field goal to win. So oh, you man. know, but yeah, yeah, it's it was awesome, a, bro. It was that's awesome. experience. And then are you are you planning to get to the? I'm sure it's not easy for you, and it's like years of preparation. But are you planning to get to our new stadium and come hang out at Thunder Alley? Yeah. So next, um, uh, not this season. Hopefully, the next season. Um, uh, a few of the boys and I will be uh, going away for a, for a birthday trip to go skiing, um, and we'll time it around going to going to uh, to, yes. to the Chargers game. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, can't wait. Can't oh, wait. Dude, like, you, you gotta let us know. I, I just see it all the time. I'm just like, ah, oh, I want to get there. I want to get there. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. that's that's amazing, man. Well, hey, Greg, it was an absolute pleasure meeting you, man, and uh, really excited to meet another Dire Bowl Club member. And you know, keep keep rocking it for us down there in uh in Perth. 
will do, man. And uh, everybody else out there. Um, FTR. Uh, respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Cheers, man. You have a good one. You too, brother. Thank you so much. Pleasure, Mark. Bye. Bye. Well, let's go, Greg. Thank you very much for coming <laughs> on. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, very dude. cool, dude. I, I say it. I, I'm a broken record, but international fans are something different, man. Just oh, yeah. so cool. Not only do they have a different perspective, they just sound fucking cooler than us. They really it's do. It's just yeah. a fact. They really do. Fact of the matter. And they're they're just way more. Like I'm pretty committed to the Chargers, but I have like a community right here, and I could go to the games. Right. That, that and you get closest, to see them like, at regularly scheduled times. <laughs> he's wait, he's watching. <laughs> he was watching games at one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. like that's and he some, said like his closest like, hey, let's go hang out and watch the game is like L.A. to New York away. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Just isolated on an island watching yeah. the Chargers. And he went through. He's been a fan a long time. He he stuck with us when we sucked. Yeah, we were uh, real bad. Yeah. And I love the so, Bennett connection too because he's like yeah. my favorite punter of all time. And yeah, right, yeah, it, he he's the man. Yeah, that's awesome. And then the FTR and the whiteboard on the background. Come yeah. on. I, the second the thing turned turned on, I was like, love this guy. Yeah. Good guy. <laughs> love him. Love Good guy. Him. Character guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. Put him on the roster. He's the character guy. So yeah. What so what was the question that he that he or the scenario that he posed for a right tackle situation? Oh yeah. So we picked out he said that he Kim and Kevin were like, hey, we picked up a lot of DBs, but no right tackles. I guess we could just slap two of them together and put them at right <laughs> tape tackle. Tape them together. <laughs> who, who would your two DBs that you would tape together? <laughs> two DBs. It's got to be Derwin in combination with somebody else. He's the biggest dude out there. Because you're getting a yin to the yang. You're getting like, I'm. you got to go Derwin. And then I think, oh, that's kind of hard. They're all little guys. I don't Sante think two Samuel tapes Jr. together would even. Yeah. I, Sante yeah. Samuel, because he'll, he'll just He's put his feisty. head down and go crazy. Yeah. Just so chop block everybody. Yeah. yeah, just go at ankles, yeah. go at knees. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Asante Samuel's the right the right call. Just yeah, because he, he's just he's that aggressive and just, you know, will will not not afraid to go against other big guys that are coming at him. So great idea though. Yep. Great concept. Yeah, I'm all, great I'm all about it. Let's think about it. Yeah, let's I'd like let's, to see that. Flesh this out a little bit. Yeah, we'll buy a couple works. rolls of tape. We'll, uh, that's what OTAs are for, right? We gotta practice right, this. Yeah. That's why you gotta show up. <laughs> think outside the box. <laughs> all right. Well, Greg, thank you again for for coming down and sitting and chatting with my man Kev. Uh and now, folks, it is time to go on to the next segment. It is Ask Bowl Fam. Get comfy, pop your popcorn, <laughs> you know, crack a cold one because we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his bottle. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Great love you, boy. That's right, gang. It is the director's cut version of Ask Bolt <laughs> Fam. So you're going to see edition. it all. Extended edition. <laughs> Uncut. Here we go. Starting it off with Austin Wilder Trammell, who asked the question. I don't have a question, just an answer to your question from the schedule released video. The song the Chargers used for their schedule released is called Dream Within a Dream by Hideyuki Asada. Their soundtrack on YouTube had only 11,000 views when the Chargers released their anime. As of right now, the video has 15,000 views thanks to the Chargers media team using this song awesome so the yeah more you not, know the more you know that I, I, that really wasn't a question but i wanted to include it in there because i love the song 
Uh, I got it on Apple Music, so it is on my iTunes, ready to go for me to pump up. Yeah, that you're like pre- walking yes, around the walk. That's you're getting yeah, song getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they use. I'll geek out for a second. They in that song, there's an instrument they use called a shamisen, and I am fascinated by that instrument. It's just it kind of looks like an elongated guitar. It's just got a couple strings. And they use what to me looks like a spatula, basically, to hit the strings. If you've ever seen uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, that that's the instrument. It's a shamisen. And hearing that, anytime I hear that, I'm like, I'm jazz. Like I'm ready to go. So look at you. Look at yeah. you nerding out. I, I like got to nerd out for a second because I know you two won't say shit about it. So I have no idea what the <laughs> f- you're talking about. I got about nothing. It, yeah. Although I did just Google shamisen, yes. and the first thing that popped up, people also ask, are shamisen still made of cat? So. You got that going for you. That's weird. <laughs> so I don't know if you want to be the that diehard into the shamisen anymore. <laughs> hey, you got a couple you cats know. laying around the house. Maybe hey. you can go all original hey, on it. Kevin. What? When they when they've shuffled loose this mortal coil, then perhaps <laughs> you get the blowtorch out, the drill. That's when okay, I, we're I making one the of these bad boys. We're gonna get canceled here. We need to we need to lock it up when on the they I love animals. Died their kidding. natural cause death. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> But Austin Wilder Tremel, thank you for letting us know. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. Yes. Who asked the question? <laughs> Top of the morning to you, laddies. I have a joke for you. Why do we leprechauns laugh when we run through the field? The grass tickles our balls. <laughs> the readers, where the sun don't shine. Use this stack of gold coins as long as me arm, but sideways. Kill of you, bye. Hmm. House of Hain, you have an infatuation with shoving things up Raider buttholes <laughs> in the wrong direction. And that's direction. why we love you. <laughs> and that's why we love you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good good le- leprechaun joke, too. I don't have enough of those in my day, so appreciate you on that one. Big time. Um, all right. Well, House of Hain, thank you for Thanks, asking man. the question. Let's move it on now to Cerberus21, who asked the question. Non-charges related questions, since we're in a bit of a dry spell. If you could be dropped in any given fictional universe and as uh, any given type of character, what universe and type of person would you be and what would you do? So, for example, a Jedi in Star Wars, a blue dude in Avatar, a wizard in Lord of the Rings, etc., have a great week, Bull fam, and as per usual, f*** the Raiders. Uh, I cannot wait for week one. I will be in attendance and uh, hope Bull fam shows out. If you guys don't mind, please uh, remind the amazing Charger fans to only sell to other Charger fans. Being in L.A., if you put your ticket on random websites to sell, they will almost always be brought uh, bought by a fan of the opposing team. So keep up the good work, CC gang. I concur. Yeah, we should stop selling a- tickets on random websites. Right. I mean, just, Please. You, yeah, you might make an extra 20 bucks, but you're going to sell it to an opposing fan, and, and so we don't want that. You're going to piss off everyone at the stadium. Exactly. It's not worth $20. Pretty pleased. We should start like a pool to like buy these tickets and maybe not even use them, but just not let the other fans have them. Sure. Yeah, just somehow Donate on our website. Yeah. We need to win, a, a, just need a, to win the lottery or something. If I won like an yeah. insane amount of money in the lottery, I would do something like that. I would buy, I, it might be a <laughs> be fairly a empty stadium, but I would do something like that for one game. <laughs> it's just you with like a little Charger pennant waiting. Yeah, just, but I sit up in the 300 section just by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in your normal season ticket spot. You got yeah. your loud horn. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go Chargers. <laughs> um, 
All right. So if we could be a random, basically just a, a character in a universe, like a Jedi in Star Wars or a blue dude in Avatar or a wizard in Lord of the Rings, what would you be? Mm. Why? I got a really weird poll. Do uh, it. Poll. So there's a movie back in the 80s called Robot Jocks. Oh my where these guys would get Weird. in these giant machines and beat the shit out of each other. It was like America versus Russia. And it's like, I would, I would oh, go man. into robot jocks. Uh, like Hell a really yeah. Robot B movie. Hell um, yeah. And really you could drop me wherever. Um, I'm a yeah. giant robot that can fuck shit up. So that's <laughs> robot jocks is my answer. I love it. Pull, dude. That was a deep pull. Oh my God. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. It is pretty awesome, but in like a really cheesy, oh, in the way. most 80s retroist. It's like you know, stop motion effects. animation. Yeah. It's pretty rad. Oh, that's, that is a great pull. Holy cow. Wow. Um, top that, bitches. Ah, that's going to be tough to top. Whoo. <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll say. <laughs> this is going to be so dumb. <laughs> but I think at the same time would be kind of cool. Uh, I would love to be one of the surviving samurais in Seven Samurai. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Because <laughs> that would just be badass to be like with those other groups of samurais and. Uh... <laughs> And just be badass with the sword. Those movies playing are so badass. Playing your shamisen. Playing a shamisen, yeah. yeah. I don't fight with yeah. the sword. I fight with the shamisen. Fight with <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. We'll top that guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right now, the only thing I can think of, me and my son are super into Ninja Turtles. So oh, there you go. Make me nice. Raphael and let's get after it. Let's nice. go. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been, my son decided I'm Raphael because he's the strongest one. So. Oh, okay. Whatever. Wow, that's Whatever. kind of a nice compliment <laughs> yeah. from the little one. Mild flex. flex. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, he doesn't get to hang out. <laughs> I'm stronger than a five-year-old. I look strong to a five-year-old. Yeah, huge flex. He clearly hasn't hung out with his uncle a good much. Silhouette. So you might be like a Donatello after he hangs out. No, no, no. Job. He said he said you're like you're Donatello. You're the you're the behind the scenes doing all the gadgets guy. Okay. He already said that because he's like, oh, Uncle Kevin. Oh, he actually cameras. thought one for he's me. Donatello. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Purple's not my color, but I'm in. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, all right. Cerberus 21, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Senior Snappy. Oh. Who asked the question? Hallelujah, boys. The Chargers have achieved another level <laughs> of holiness <laughs> with the blessing of the El Segundo Dirt. Speaking of holy work, would Coach be willing to baptize people in the sacred waters of Willis Wake? <laughs> He'd be doing the daggummit work of our holy father, Phil. <laughs> K, love you, bye. Mowage. Mowage. <laughs> this is a good request. Good voice That's request. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 So we would get in trouble. What would, and it get our... like, what would it look like if you baptize people in Rivers Lake? <laughs> Just like what drop do I kick them backwards. What do I baptize them in the name of? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Phil, the, the Phil, the Justin, and the damn Fouts? Fouts. stupid Spani. Yeah. Oh, the Fouts. Yeah. yeah, there, yeah you there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm down. If you can, if we can set it up, make sure I don't get my season tickets taken away. Then yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. I'd be right. happy to drop kick somebody into the water. Yeah, you know, we, we could yeah, baptize opposing fans. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll shower them. And Does baptizing count with just like cannonballs? Like you just push them and they cannonball in. Yeah, done. Yeah, 
Perfect. I'll do right. cannonball baptism. Let's go. Super down. Cowabunga, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, cowabunga. In the name of the Fouts, the Rivers, and the Holy Herbert. Amen. <laughs> oh, um, nice. <laughs> Good work. Wow. Holy, Holy Herbert. All right. Shit. Holy Herbert, Batman. Senor Snappy, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to SDBD89. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? Why did the charges... Like go of Justin Herb Jackson. Whoa, I almost said Herbert. What the f***? <laughs> <laughs> he, that he, he averaged more yards than Eckler last season. And he was way better than Roundtree. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. <laughs> Don't speak that into existence. I will never. Um, well, Averages are a funny thing because his <laughs> workload wasn't much. Averages are funny. <laughs> averages can be funny because he he was hurt a lot of last season and all the other seasons right. he's been a Charger. Yes, um, he had a couple good games and, and he had a few pretty explosive lot, runs. So like lot of averages, yeah. You if you combine two really good runs with twenty smaller runs, then it's you know, evens out, and yeah, and that's how you get your I, average for I, those that don't all, know. <laughs> all honesty, I think it's the injury concern. I think yeah. that's just what it was, well, and he would just do a new contract, right? Yeah. So he was... The, the biggest part of it, if he was still on his rookie contract, you keep him, but he's not. Of course, yeah. So he now he's going to get want to get paid a little bit more, and that's just not what the Chargers or the NFL do anymore. Right. No. Your backup quarterbacks, I mean, your backup run... Look at us. Your backup running <laughs> backs don't get paid. Yeah. Your backup running backs aren't going to get paid. So that's why we'd keep drafting young guys. So it's just, yes. that's the continual turnover as your number two. Right. Um, I thought, just, yeah, like like we talked about this whole offseason, like Justin Jackson, when he was healthy and playing, loved him. Like we were all for him. Just right. Was, but he healthy. could, he cannot stay healthy. That's right. Big issue one. Issue two, he's no longer on a rookie contract. So we're not going to pay a guy that doesn't play a lot. Right. Uh, like if you want to look at one stat and just make your decision, you can. You're, you can. you're welcome to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, his total yardage, he had 360 yards last year, 270 the year before, 200 the year before that, 260 year before that. Right. The guy's getting the ball 60 times was the most, 68 times last year was the most he's ever had it. Right. Scored two touchdowns as opposed to the 20 that X scored. So, Do you see how many games um, he played? Um, so it says he had, he was in 14 games this last season. Um, but I don't know what that actually that stat actually means. He was right. nine the year before, seven the year before that, and thirteen the year before that. <clears throat> well, I mean, even even with him being in the rotation, then you still had somebody like Eckler going like, "Hey, somebody's got to step up and be number two. Yeah, right. That and was we his were still sentiment. struggling with that. That yeah. was his sentiment. Maybe that's also a reason. If that's what Eckler's saying, that's what coaches are saying. It's yeah, like, if Eckler's calling for it, then you got to imagine the coaches are as well. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. SDB D89. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Carl Borlingtoft. Carl! <laughs> Who asked the question? <laughs> Did you know that in Danish, Spieler means player? That's very meta, isn't it? <laughs> How do you view the RB room? And will Spieler be the Spieler behind Eckler that we have lacked the last couple of years? <laughs> <laughs> this is also the more you know. This is nice. So Spieler. Isaiah, he's the Isaiah player. <laughs> Isaiah player. player, 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 gonna play. <clears throat> um, I hope so. Yeah, you know? I think that's that's the whole reason why they drafted him was for him to be the one behind Eckler, right? Yeah, I think that's where you go. But I think Roundtree still has a chance. I thought he was a good runner at Missouri. Yeah, you know, Kelly was a great runner at UCLA. 
I feel like maybe Kelly's not, we've talked about it before, may not be like the, might be the slightly the odd man out on this situation, but right, right. Um, you know, it's, it's tough when you get a new player, it's all excitement. It's like, okay, he's the new guy. Right. But you kind of forget that we have guys on the roster that, you know, learned the offense last year and probably have a step well, ahead of him. They're now, Larry Rounch is now a second year guy in the NFL. He's right. no longer a rookie. And right. that, all that yeah. feeling out period, like Eck had talked about, like your body getting right, his body was deplenished because of everything that led into the draft and then straight into OTAs and mini camps. And so right. um, we may see a new Larry Roundtree this year. Uh, so I, I don't, I think it's too soon to to declare who the number two guy is going to be, who the, the spiller behind SNX is going to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think we all have expectations for him to be a big part of the offense. Uh, I just honestly, I don't really think it matters who the number two is as long as, Whoever that combination back there is that's giving Eck a breather so he doesn't yeah. have to carry the ball so much. Yeah, Even sure. if it's if Larry Rancher steps up huge and Isaiah Spiller plays great and they can both take away, then that's great. Perfect. Who's two, who's three? Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, just somebody needs to be able to... I mean, you can bounce them back and forth. I mean, it could be a three-headed monster for the running back room and that's fine. Like, whatever's yeah. most effective and, you know, doesn't force Eckler to have to just chug every game and like and yeah. get just beat out at the end of it and going like why won't somebody help me <laughs> like, yeah because yeah, hopefully he's playing three or four more games this year than he did last year in the playoffs exactly, so exactly. Yeah, keep your body fresh yeah does the body good Carl Bolingtoff thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to Mario Vences who asked the question first of all <laughs> f- the Raiders <laughs> my question <laughs> you guys <laughs> if you could get away with one of these crimes, <laughs> which would you do? <laughs> Number one, take a shit in Derek Carr's locker before a game. <laughs> Number two, vandalize the Allegiant Stadium. Ow! Number three, jump Derek Carr. Oh! Number four, something else. Ooh, can't let me buy. That was crazy. That was really good. Uh, Michael Jackson. That's nice a new to meet one. You. It's That's nice a to new meet one. You, yeah. Mike. Good to have you back. It's ignorant. You guys are just ignorant. <laughs> uh, shit. All right. So if you could get away with one, what would you do? Uh, taking a shit in someone's car is evil. And and I, I, I tend to lean into evilness when I think of the Raiders. <laughs> so I would probably take a shit somewhere in the air conditioning unit. Um, so really hard to it get says, out. It says his locker. Well, the fourth is an open one. Oh, you could, I think yeah, you, you could, could yeah. alternate it. And That's go why four. Yeah, Derek Carr's car. Yeah, Derek Carr's. Oh, car. in his car, the the AC inside of, in inside car. Derek Carr's car. I would, I was thinking you could do just like the locker room, the AC unit in there. Yeah, because the they can't team. get out of it. They'll find that faster. They have people that Derek, work at the facility to clean it up. True, Eight, true, true. Derek Carr probably has, but he has multiple cars. Right, multiple shit. Yeah, we can do this, guys. There's three of us. <laughs> Multiple. Oh my god! It won't take much. We'll go to Taco Bell. We'll get this thing done. Well, I would want to vandalize Allegiant Stadium. I, I think it I would be cool to, pick, yeah. to paint the whole exterior of it like powder blue with lightning bolts all over it. Right. And then you see that from the sky cam when they always show the dumb, ugly stadium. Yeah. And it looks like just a Chargers Roomba. I guess a Chargers Roomba. Yeah. yeah. I would yeah. I would love to to desecrate that stadium, but in like a <laughs> in a beautiful desecrate. way. Yeah. So like if you put like under allegiant, put like family trust and family trust respect, but in this like cursive, like really nice <laughs> looking. And so some people might be like, oh, that's nice. Oh. 
They are I all like about that. family. I oh, like I like that. Using but the family the trust, rest, respect thing. That's what I'm saying. We so know. yeah, you family trust, respect mm. it, and then Charger fans are, <laughs> and then Raider fans are like, oh, that's sweet. Oh, what does it mean? Yeah. Is that their motto? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I like that. That's good. Because I, I, yeah, listen, I, I, I don't like Derek Carr, but I would rather hit a fan base than yeah. <laughs> hit one dude. Me too. I just yeah. want to get they're they're only gonna that team's only gonna be as good as Derek Tar- Carr will make them. And if you can get <laughs> in his Derek Carr, if you can get in his head and make him smell shit on his way to work and away, because it's not gonna be easy to get that out of the car. I think <laughs> you're your helping us as well <laughs> as other teams that are gonna play the Raiders. Because wouldn't we all love to see the Raiders not win a game? Sure. Yeah. I'm just sure. saying, if you want to yeah. walk down the path, you know. So your belief that. is that your belief is that by pooping in his car, <laughs> yes. you're going to stop him from winning any more football. We might, we might save the world. Okay. All right. I can get on board with that. One okay. poop to save them all. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> Mario, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Kermit the Glizzy Gulper. <laughs> yeah. Who asked the question? <laughs> hey, y'all. Was listening to you guys talk about Urban Meyer hypotheticals and decided to bless everyone with a fun one today. How odd do you think Urban Meyer would have kicked Mr. Sh- Mr. Shit Kick Man Michael Badgley? We could have had a murder on our hands, man. <laughs> would we have uh, had Jay Herbo Wednesday or would it still have been Tebow Tuesday? <laughs> Straight crazy, homie. K, love you. Bye. Yeah, that's so fucking wild that he kicked the kick. I know, right? Like, I get that's a I get, that's a joke like that's a joke that just went too far. You right. go over and you kick the kicker and tell him to kick like that's kind of funny. Yeah. Don't but you don't actually kick guy. hurt him, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the concept of it being Michael Badgley in his place, like because Lambeau is shown to be pretty serviceable during yeah, all of this since he left the Chargers. I will and, say I, I will say Badge was a hockey player, and hockey players don't stand for that kind of shit. Oh, that would have been interesting if he kicked the kicker and the kicker kicked back. It put or on like his put on, his on the team and rally it, around him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just waiting for Urban Meyer to walk down the hallway, checks him into the wall. Yeah. He comes out of nowhere and just him. flies yeah. out of <laughs> Cross check him. Yeah. I, I think Badgley would have been, he would have been better at it than Lambo. So. Yeah. Soccer player didn't. He just, where's the red card? What the? Oh. Yeah. Whoa. That's so. it. It's going to court. Urban knew. He knew who to kick. He knew he could get away with. <laughs> yeah. He saw it in his eyes on day one. He's like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're it. Kick this guy. You're my yeah. guy. That's my guy. <laughs> All right. Kermit the Glizzy Gulper, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it and on. And it now. would be, sorry, it would be Tebow Tuesday still. You can't, he loves that man. It probably yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. clearly the affinity for Tebow knows no bounds. I'm, I'd be surprised if he even knew who Justin Herbert was, to be honest with you. Probably, yeah. He, he, he doesn't watch football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's move it on now to True JP. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? So do you see more or fewer rotations this year on defense? How many every down defensive players have we added since last year? Uh, I think, you're, I think you, your hope is that you have more rotations, no matter what, no matter how quality you're adding. Like if you're adding a great stud, I think even for our edge rushers, you're going to see more rotation. Mm-hmm. Joey played a lot, mostly every single down when he was healthy. Yeah. And I think that's why you bring in the Kyle Vanoy at the last second. You mm-hmm. want to have that type of rotation. And also rotation of position as well. The guy might stay still be on the field, but they're going to be moving around to different spots. So yeah, I think you're going to see even more rotation this year than you. Because last year, because of injury, there's not a whole lot of rotation options, right? right? I think yeah. 
you kind of got stuck with, oh, after this guy, we got a big drop. So he's got to stay on the field as much as he can. Yeah. Um, now with our depth, you just get ahead of that from the get-go. So, um, yeah, That's I exciting. think you're going to see more rotation than you did last year. Awesome. Yeah. I, I uh, which is a good thing. I, that is a good thing. If we want to make a run with how long the season is already, plus trying to make it into the playoffs, like you got to have a roster built to be able to keep guys fresh. And they're not they're not going to stay fresh if they're playing every game all the snaps. Right. Even right off the bat, right? Because we go Sunday to Thursday right away. So yeah. even first game, you're going to see a lot of rotation. I know we're all going to want to see our got the guys out there. But yeah, I, re- I remember when Pop Warner, dad used to be like, uh, I don't know if it was dad, probably not dad. He's <laughs> probably one of the other <laughs> assistant coaches. But they're like, look, if you're tired, you need to come out of the game because I don't want somebody going out there and going half speed where I could get somebody in fresh that could go. Doesn't sound like a dad thing. Sounds like a no. you need to suck it up. <laughs> oh, you're tired? Up. I'm that's too bad. Get yep. back in. That's your fault for not getting ready for this game. <laughs> yeah. You didn't you didn't you didn't come to enough workouts over the summer. Get back in there. You're gonna yeah. you're Look, punished. Buddy. Constantly- <laughs> Those suicides, you. you could have went harder at yeah. them. You just right. didn't. And that's why I'm disappointed at you. Right. I'm not mad. Maybe, I'm just disappointed. Maybe I'm making this up. Maybe in my head, I was thinking <laughs> I can't go out unless I'm just dead tired and right. I can't do it anymore. But yeah. So yeah, I think the rotation thing is going to be huge. You yeah. want, I mean, that's why Alabama at, even at the college level, like they're so good every year because they are just always on rotation. Right. The guys come in, you wish they were on the field more, but they're so fresh when they come on that they're going hundred percent. Offensive linemen don't get a rotation, right? No, nope. mm-hmm. you don't. You're not cycling those guys through, so they're playing every single down, getting beat up. Just imagine having a guy going at 90 percent in the fourth quarter, where you're dragging it like seventy. So yeah, that's the benefit of having that rotation going a lot. All right, there you go, True JP. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on down to a free. Who asked the question? Question for Kev. Guilty pleasure movie slash TV show. Coach, when's the first time you beat your brother in sports? Bulldog, if a chicken had lips, could it whistle? <laughs> and I know FTR and FTC, but what about FTB? Do we have one for that? Can love you, bye. Family <laughs> trust. Boy. Brotherhood? Yeah, brotherhood. Family trust brotherhood. There you go. There you go. Fine. All right. Done. Fine. Done. Decided. Don't love Cut, it. Print, Fine. Check the gate. Stamp of approval. All right, Kev. Guilty pleasure movie or TV show? Mm. I, I'm I'm a nerd. I like watching. It's not a funny answer. Um, Don't be. I like to watch. Wanna... I like to watch documentaries about making movies. So mm. I just got into a really good one called The Palma, all about Brian De Palma. Nice. That's so. not a guilty pleasure though. Like it, it is something you. Then, no, no. What's a show that? <laughs> no, no. What's a show that you watch that you would never want to admit? That's what we want to hear. Like, are you watching Real Housewives? You're like, are you watching cool Selling shit, Sunset? Really. Are you? I only, I only watch cool shit. No, I do. I will watch some. Bl- <laughs> I only watch cool shit. <laughs> I have occasionally watched that show Below Deck on Bravo. I okay. kind of. I, I, Guilty okay. pleasure. Sure. There you go. Not yeah. really. I don't. I haven't watched it in like five years because I only watch cool shit. But I have seen oh, that yeah, before. Yeah. Okay, so it's not a good answer. <laughs> um, so, not, <laughs> not My Little Pony fuck. or no guilty pleasures. No, no guilty pleasures. Got it. No, Kevin keeps I, it straight. Laced. I will. I'm not gonna lie. Kids, they kind of. I will do some Paw Patrol. 
Especially there you go. the movie nice. Paw Patrol. Chase. You know I'm all about Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol chases on the case, Chase. Baby. Yeah, Chase yeah. On the that or Storybots. Storybots, I actually learned some shit on that show. <laughs> I've actually learned a few things from the Storybots. So, yeah. Storybots, number works. blocks. There's yeah. a lot of good ones. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Coach. When's the first time you beat your brother in sports? <laughs> birth? I don't know. Like... <laughs> Right off the bat, birth. I probably I probably the came out faster. Birth. Yeah. <laughs> I was better at being birthed than you, Kevin. Yeah. I took Scored a bottle more points. I don't know what what are we what are we classifying as sport here? Everything. I think the first time know. you beat me at something. The thing is, we obviously, so, it wasn't that memorable. I was I, I left. I moved away to school, yeah. and you were like what? I was 12, 11. 12. Yeah. So I was all I yeah. was always much older. The, the, yeah. I recently tried to arm wrestle Kyle in Vegas, and it did not go <laughs> well. Somebody got and the it, big room. It kind of bummed me out. We arm wrestled for the big room, and I wasn't fully prepared. And Kyle kind of didn't lock it up properly, um, and he got he got an advantage. Dave, All the caveats. Dave was there. Dave was the referee. But I, I will give you that I did lose the big room, um, and I've been working out my right arm ever since. <laughs> Next year's rematch. Yeah, I'm coming back. You've been you. watching over the top over and over again. Over the, <laughs> over the coach. That's All right, right, Adam. Can a chicken? If a if chicken, chicken had, had lips, lips could, could it, it whistle? whistle? Well, this is a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> is it? Let's I mean, it. and if it did, what would it whistle? I mean, what song would a chicken whistle? <laughs> Old McDonald had a fine. <laughs> Um, probably right yeah but boy i'm trying to picture a chicken with lips could it whistle yes would it whistle i don't think so i think it wants to draw attention i think that's what separates us from the animals is whistling even those with creativity yeah yeah so there's your answer for you thank you for asking the question (laughs) thank you (laughs) let's move it on now to arnie gordon ota who asked, the, who asked the question? Why the shade on Pipkins? He was asked to improve, and he did. Staley has been with him every practice. Do you believe he has earned the right to compete for the starting right tackle position or not? Love the podcast. Bolt up. He should, because he's a third-round draft pick. He should be starting there already. <sighs> right. Like, he yeah, should. I mean, this is the problem with him, is that right. he was drafted to be a starter, and he's coming up on his final year, and he hasn't done anything. I, wh- how do we know he's improved? Because they said that he's had a good offseason. What does that mean? Like, well, he had one good game last dude, year. Now what does that mean? Hot. You came hot. Yeah, I, just you were angry. I want him to be good, but he just it hasn't doesn't sound like it. shown that at all. No, it's what I picking up is frustration because he's he hasn't been good. And I think that the overall fan base, uh, to answer the question, yes, he's earned the right, I guess, to compete for the right tackle spot. Sure, yeah. But he's had that right every year and he's never won it. Right. And I, I, I don't think know what's going to be the, different. The frustration and like the shade, I guess, on Pipkins is I'm not sold by two two okay games. That's not enough for me to be like, yeah, this is a guy the right tackle. It's going to take us to Super Bowl. Right. Or like be a part of the team that's going to take us to Super Bowl. Could he? Yes. And do I hope he does? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I, there's, I don't have enough to go on to be like, oh yeah, I'm sold on Pipkins. Right. To me right now, Storm Norton is a more proven commodity and I know he's not great, but he's still more proven than Pipkins is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Pipkins wasn't as high as a draft pick as he was, if he was like an undrafted free agent, 
wouldn't get nearly half the shade that gets no, thrown his no, way. No, no, no. no he was but a because fifth, sixth he was, rounder. Different. No, yeah, if he was a third round, but it's because he was a third round pick. Yeah, that the expectation for him to perform, especially this deep into his career with the Chargers, is high. And when he doesn't do that, or when the coaches don't give him the position because he didn't earn it or he didn't win it, that's where the frustration comes from. So, um, right, and also, who's to say Storm Norton hasn't gotten a lot better? Exactly. Right. I just. Or I think there's a competition yeah. there. Well, I'm I'm excited. I think this is one of the position groups that you're everyone's watching at in training camp. Obviously, is this right tackle spot and what happens. Right. Um, so those are the two guys right now on the depth chart. Yep. And when they make that documentary about winning the Super Bowl, you got to look back at some of the guys that rose to the occasion there you and go. really took the team and did thing <laughs> they didn't do the prior year. And I'll watch that storyline. Give it to Big me all time. day. Yeah. Big time. All right. Arnie Gordon, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Super Bowl's champs. Nice. Who asked the question? What up? Hoo-ha! I was watching the Drew and Justin pod, so I just thought of this question. Hoo-ha! What is the best Justin Herbert moment for you guys so far? And yes, I am drunk while I'm typing this question. <laughs> F*** the Raiders and the Chiefs and the Donkeys too. K-love you, bye. Stay bolted. Hoo-ha! Nice. That's, that's good. Um, All right, so best Justin Herbert moment. It's the easiest. It's that first game when he knocked out the linebacker. I know. That's what I was going to say, too. That was the first game that he got to play that we were not expecting. And he just finished off a linebacker. Like, that's like, oh, wow. Okay, this is, what is this? What, What do we have here? Yeah. Yeah. There's been some good ones, right? I think. Yeah. I was in. That stands out, and it's. It's hard to say. I was in was good beating the beating the it's Raiders. A great moment, yeah. I, I think that, and this is weird because we lost, but all of those conversions that we had in Raiders the game. end of that Raider game last year, the way the season ended, mm-hmm. you could take any one of those conversions, the fourth and twenty, whatever, and touchdown passes on fourth downs, and just like that guy just completely took over that game, one hundred percent took over. Yeah, and to see, I don't think I've ever seen him just like overhaul a game like second half we got to figure this crap out let's go right he just took over the game and led and that was really cool um and i think obviously still to come his best moment but so far that was the most like i'm not this quiet shy quarterback i'm gonna take over this game let's go get on like get on my back let's go right yeah that was a great i think for me that was kind of the so far but there's been so many good ones yeah that that was that was good it took a hopeless moment and gave us hope um I think I think going back to that first game, I think seeing his first touchdown and hearing him after the fact, like the first touchdown was him running it in. He ran it in, yeah. Which is one that a type of touchdown that we don't see often, if ever, at that point, because as we were just used to fans. seeing as a Charger fan for Phillip Rivers. Um, but then him coming on the sideline afterwards and saying that was the best 15 minutes of my life. Yeah. Like that was so, so cool. cool. Just to yeah. hear to know to hear that. Cause like you don't hear that. From any other any other quarterbacks or any other players, like you know how in in that instant moment, like you'll talk to him after the fact, and he'll tell the story, but you would you wouldn't ever get to hear it in that moment of like, you know, so how was that? And him saying that was the best fifteen minutes of my life, like yeah, that was so freaking cool. So yeah, that was really cool. And um, him winning Rookie of the Year, like yeah. just as a fan, like we don't get that, and we had it, and yeah, just so proud. Oh yeah. You know. Big time. So, so proud and thankful to have him as a quarterback and a leader. Uh, too many to choose, but uh, Super Bowl's champs, 
I hope you're not too hungover. Thank you for asking the question. <laughs> Let's move it on now to the Federation. Yes. Who asked the question? Outside of Keenan and Mike, what ride receiver do you see taking a big leap this year? Well, I mean, the only other two really are Palmer and Guyton. I mean, there are other guys that are on the practice squad, but if anybody's going to make a leap, I honestly don't think it's Guyton. I think Guyton is going to continue to produce as he has in some of those deep down threats, but I don't think he's necessarily going to get more targets. I can definitely see Palmer getting more targets this year. Yeah. I was going to say Guyton. Were you? I personally, yeah, I, I think, you know, he just gets a little better at some of the other things, some of the mm -hmm. the, the shorter intermediate stuff. He's he's one of our fastest wide receivers. So, sure, yeah. you know, that's all we ever talked about is needing and wanting in the draft. And they thought we had it. So I'm hoping he has the biggest jump because then it's more deep ball threats and more taking the you know top off the coverage. So. Uh, sure. But Palmer's exciting. We we didn't drop a ball. He didn't do any of that. He definitely has insane potential. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think it's going to be Josh Palmer. I think Guyton is Guyton. I think he's proven what he is and he's good at what he does. Right. Um, but I think that Palmer is going to be a little bit, he's going to jump out as a little bit more of a complete wide receiver this year. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see that. But I think if, if you can, classifying tight ends. I know he's not a wide receiver, but a Gerald pass catcher. Everett. Yeah. I think Gerald Everett's going to blow up. Yeah. I really do. I think putting him in this offense with this quarterback, he's just going to skyrocket in his, like his value. I, I think that's a sleeper fantasy pick too. If anyone's looking for one, because I don't think he's going to be on a lot of boards high up on the tight end, but I think he's going to, we saw what Justin did with an elite tight end his first year. Mm -hmm. What he tried to do with Jared Cook this last year. Right. Uh, I think, I think, I think Gerald Everett's going to blow up. All right. Well, you go, the Federation. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Snoker, who asked the question. You can quantum leap into the body of a Chargers GM for the day on any draft day in history to change the fortune of the team. Which draft do you redo? Some examples include redoing 1983, in which the Chargers had three first-round picks and take Bruce Matthews, Dan Marino, and Daryl Green instead of Billy Ray Smith, Gary Anderson, and Gil Bird. Later-round picks would include Richard Dent, Carl Mackenberg, and Nate Newton. Redo 1991 and the end of the Chargers' post-Founts march through the QB desert by drafting Favre in round one, snagging Ricky Waters, Aeneas Williams, and Ed McCaffrey with your three picks in the second. Late-round picks include Brian Cox, Merton Hanks, Ben Coates, Leon Lett, and Keenan McCardell, or erase the line leaf era by redoing the 1998 draft, staying put and taking Randy Moss, Charles Woodson, or Alan Faneca. Later round picks could include Patrick Sertain, Flozell Adams, Olin Krutz, Leonard Little, Jeremiah Trotter, Heinz Ward, Matt Burke, Jeff Saturday, Mike Vandejack, London Fletcher, and Matt Hasselbeck. Damn. All right, well, if that wasn't clear, these are a lot of names that are not from football that I am used to seeing. So I apologize <laughs> if I butchered any of those too hard. I don't know if we're gonna like. I don't know if we're gonna give you an answer that's better than all the research you did in this question. I know. I that could just be <laughs> one, two, or three. We could just right. pick one of those op, like options because I the one I would say smoked. that immediately jumps out to me is the Ryan Leaf was the yeah, biggest. Just get rid of Ryan Leaf. The biggest miss that we've ever had. Yeah. Um, if I could quantum leap back into anything, it would be that day and just take anybody else. Yeah, Charles anybody Woodson else. was five picks take behind him, six picks behind him. <laughs> we would have been better off with whoever our current backups were on the Chargers roster than Ryan Leap. Yeah. Yeah. And it put us back a lot. So 
Yeah, anyone but Ryan Leaf. Let's just go back to that day and don't do that. Yeah, because I kind of set in motion like that that time in like the late '90s, just the beginning of the aughts before we got um, uh, LT and, and and you know Drew and that came on. We just lost a couple of years, and it I, yeah, that sucked. All right. Well, yeah, it's, it's tough to pick a better better options that you got there, Snoker. So thanks. These are all for doing great. The research. Great, great research dude, doing all these serious this research. If this came off the top of your head, holy smokes! Yeah, dude, you need to be on like a <laughs> game show, like beat Snoker. Stump, remember, guys, you guys remember Stump the Schwab? Yeah, Stump the Snoker. <laughs> Stump the Snoker. Yeah, Stump. There snoker. you go. That was insane. All right. Well, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Aaron, who asked the question. If the NFL truly cares about safety for the players and not just avoiding lawsuits, what is your guys' theory on why they don't allow the entire 53 roster to be active on game day? Seems unnecessary to break rosters into three sections like practice squad 53 and game day active. Hashtag Merrill. Ooh, somebody wants Forrest Merrill to be playing. We brought in a lot of guys that are going to be competing with Mr. Merrill. Um, But I, I... Honestly, I didn't know about the active game day situation because there were times where it was like, these guys aren't dressing up. And I was like, wait, why? Like, are they are they injured? Is there something I don't know? Right. And you guys are like, no, they just, they don't dress they, every buddy They up. travel with the team, but not all of them are activated. What up with that? Honestly, I'm trying, I think I've just come to accept that that's what it is. <laughs> just, just the norm? Pattern. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, I'd really, I, I mean, if you are concerned about player safety, and the thing is, like those five guys that are usually left off because there's 48 to dress out, mm-hmm. they're not like the best players in the world, right? They're kind the of backups. the obviously that's why they're not. So I don't know, think it makes it any less fair. I don't know if it's a way for the league to avoid paying those guys game day checks. I have no idea. I don't know what. I don't know why. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, because it, I I'm sure there's a reason, but I don't know what it is. It's got to be money. That's. That's what I always fall back to when something doesn't make sense and they just do it anyways. Got financially got to help the NFL and the clubs in some way. All right. Well, sorry, Aaron. We don't really know, but we've got a guess. <laughs> I think you have a good plan here, though. I think you yeah. should activate all of them and then let Forrest uh-huh. Merrill do his thing. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to the sports advocate. Nice. Who asked Certified the question? Fresh. Who asked the question? <laughs> Fun question for the pod. What's your all-time favorite game you got to watch live? Mine has to be the win over the Chiefs with the crazy two-point conversion to Mike Will. Got to watch live. There's some good ones. The one the three of us did where we got the went to the, went to Kansas City and we had the we got the rent of the house yeah, and like yeah, stayed right next to the really stadium fun. and hung out. Like the whole, all everything surrounding that was like my favorite experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got to see Justin Herbert break records. We got That's, and they were the playing. Ba- they were playing backups that game. Like Mahomes wasn't playing because he was sure. resting for the playoffs. But we won. All that matters to me. Yeah, and and yeah, I got to hang out with my boys. Hell yeah! But so far, yeah, last I, year was pretty sick though. Even though we lost that Dallas game, like that yeah. was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, there was some fun. I don't know why this one. I we've talked about this this game before too, but it's just burned into my brain. Back in it was in the early two thousand. 2013 we beat the chiefs on the last last week to make the playoffs yeah and you and dad it was like come down to a field goal kick they were gonna kick to end it you and dad went up to like the concessions area and we're just walking around angry i was just sitting there by myself and they shake the <laughs> kick and you guys come storming down the stairs and we were just all celebrating together that one <laughs> will always be burned into my head for sure yeah 
All right. Well, there you go, the sports advocate. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Ghost, who asked the question. (laughs) This is more of a question the longtime older fans will get. That being said, I got a lot of love for the new fans. The more the merrier. (laughs) Can't grow the fan base without new fans. Thank you, Justin Herbert. Okay, so do you guys believe that had John Butler lived and stayed GM, that he would have got the Chargers at least, at the very least, one Super Bowl? Personally, I think he would have. It would make a great NFL Missing Rings episode. His death changed the direction of the franchise. In my honest opinion, AJ got too much credit for the work John did. Had he lived, Monty would have never been fired. Breeze probably wouldn't have left, and they would have won one Super Bowl, thereby causing them to get the green light on stadium, which would have kept the Chargers in San Diego. <laughs> uh, well, sure, maybe. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely like a huge turn when A.J. Smith took over. I just remember vividly, like, all the drama surrounding the Chargers yeah. when he was our GM. Mm-hmm. It was like there was always contract issues. There was always people holding out. There was like one year where we didn't think we were going to resign Antonio Gates because AJ was being just such a hard ass about the next contract for him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, I, that's that definitely an alternate universe where you know, because right when he came in, he was AJ was successful, and that had based a lot on the roster that yeah, it's just the coattails of what was already built, right? Exactly. Yeah. Butler had drafted LT and Drew Brees and was building what came to be our most one of our most successful teams. I should have won the Super Bowl, but AJ kind of got to just sit and draft the goofy gumps a lot of the times that <laughs> didn't always pay off, but yeah. had the the staples that were already put in place. So, yeah, I I don't, I don't know. I think you're in a much better spot because yeah, you don't lose you don't lose Marty. Marty Marty was no longer a Chargers head coach because of the drama of AJ with AJ. Yeah. So. If he sticks around, you're telling me 14 and two can't be repeated and go on and win more. So, yeah, I, I think that's another great point. Yeah. If we could go this whole episode, if we could go back and not do Ryan Leaf, and then if we could have John Butler not die, this is great. <laughs> I would I like this. Let's go back in time. Yeah, let's change Who has shit. a time machine? Yeah. Why, why all these back in time don't questions? Need money. Something don't we don't know. Fame. Yeah. Don't need no credit, credit card to ride this train. train. All right, Ghost, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Die Hard Bolt Club, Oklahoma. Yeah. What's up? Who asked the question? Game of 21 between the three of you, ones and twos, but a Sky Zone court. Who wins? I don't know what this means. <laughs> I'm blowing out Sky UCL Zone, like trampoline sure. park. It's so fun. Yeah, what is Sky it? Zone. Yeah, Sky, like, Zone, a- Sky Zone's a trampoline park, which we go to all the time with my son. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's oh, really, really fun. They, they, <laughs> we went once, uh, not too long ago before I came out on this trip, and my like two year old like hurt himself. So like my f- memory is fresh of like if that can happen to my two year old with very pliable, flexible knee knees and cartilage and tendons. Yeah, we're in I'm trouble. I'm blowing some shit out, <laughs> but I would still say I'd probably win. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called firstborn that's confidence an, kyle you don't have it you never answer. will it's just insane well insanity i i can affirmatively say that i would not You'll be the winner yeah, yeah oh yeah okay. i'll just be bouncing in a corner and watching <laughs> <laughs> playing in the foam pit he's in the toddler zone <laughs> with the building blocks and stuff <laughs> 
Good shot. <laughs> Good shot. Yeah. All right. Dire uh, Bulk well, Club, Oklahoma. It's certified fresh, and we are so happy that we're part of the family now. So Absolutely. Thank you. I thank think, Kevin, you and I could both agree that any game of basketball, Dad would beat both of us. Yeah, he played college basketball. He didn't hand that off to us, for oh, sure. I know he's not in the, the question, but Dad. I know, but now, something. He's, 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 Kyle, he's he like, doesn't have to bounce. He'll just stand there and shoot and beat us with twos. <laughs> He would find we'll a like, loophole. He'd find me and a way. you would be elbowing and trying to dunk for ones. He's just sitting on the perimeter hitting threes all day. And he wouldn't miss a free throw either. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Dire Bolt Club, Oklahoma. Thank you for asking the questions. Moving on to Tom T's Burner, who asked the question Hey, man. So I remembered my question from last week. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, man, I I could talk about Isaiah Spiller all day. And if you want to go, you could look at my Twitter, man. I go on like a, a rant, man, about Isaiah Spiller. But, you know, I just scooped up my first shirt from the Charger chat last night. Ring spun cotton tri-blend shirt. That's sweet, bros. And free shipping, too. Love it. Thanks, man. We all need to sling one back at a game or rip one in the parking lot, man. I love the interviews with the other podcasters. Looking forward to the director today, man. He's a hero, too. It would be sweet to have the Bolt Bros podcast on sometime. All right, okay, I love you guys, man. Bye. Bye, man. Bye, man. All right, so Tom T., I'm sorry, man. You, you rambled on Isaiah Spiller, and it was great. For those who want to see it, go check it out on Twitter. <laughs> but we, we got a heart out on this episode, and I just could not read that whole thing, buddy. I love you. Love and you. Uh, and keep it coming. And thank you for buying the shirt. That yeah, is, that is awesome. Enjoy it. We really awesome. do appreciate and it. And that, we'll definitely toss one back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I can't wait to go to that first game in Thunder Alley and just see everybody again. That was just like the best. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tom Teesburner. Let's move it on now to Daniel Falkenberry, who asked the question. Hey, boys, saw a fun question <laughs> on the Twitters. If you could steal one player from another team, who would it be? Out of novelty, I had fun. I picked Nick Bosa. Plus, he can play some mean-ass football. Who would you pick and why? Also, have y'all noticed those big old muscles on number 10 these days? Mm, I hope he's stretching those creamy hamstrings. Oh Side note, Raiders fans are the worst. So many delusions of grandeur about the state of their team. It's nauseating, but hey, family, trust, respect. Okay, love you, bye. All right. Uh, yeah, Nick Bosa would be pretty damn fun. To have on the team, right? We've we've bolstered sure. the shit out of this defense. I'm gonna go a little curveball. Ooh. I think I think Derek Henry would be super fun one two punch with Austin Eckler. Oh, wow. To, like two because they're they're ranked <laughs> as like the top three running backs in the league, the two of them. Sure, yeah. So if you had that one two punch the whole season, yeah. It doesn't matter who's your right tackle is. <laughs> it doesn't because Derek Henry coming. Yeah, but both brothers would be sweet, but we got a lot of edge rushers, right? Yeah. Derek Henry. Derek Henry, like final answer. answer. Just give me any 2022 Pro Bowl tackle. Toss him on the roster. That's Rashawn Slater. That so we'll get one more Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Give me. Oh, <laughs> if you could duplicate Rashawn Slater, if that's an option, absolutely. Please. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, 
tough to think back. I mean, we've always said Aaron Donald too, but like Kevin said, we kind of bolstered up this defense. I think uh, I think it's going to be fun to see. Derrick Henry and Austin. I, I know. Love. That would be pretty awesome. That's Thank you, Daniel, awesome. for asking the question. Let's move on now to Captain Crunch, who asked the question. Okay, so like it totally doesn't even matter since our Chargers are going to wipe the floor with all of our pansy-ass division rivals anyway. Six and a baby. But, like, in the theoretical situation that we could, like, only go three and three in the division, like, splitting one game with each rival, eh, or go, like, four <laughs> and two, but lose both games so, to the same team, like, which would you choose? On the one hand, four and two equals better record, but, like, you would have to deal with some D-bag fans of their pilot dung they call a football team, never shutting their friggin' mouths for a year. <laughs> and if you do pick the four and two record, which team do we lose to? I feel like an evil bitch just making you even think about this scenario, but like, whatever. Can't love you. Bye. <laughs> you do such a good, like, sassy girl. <laughs> Valley girl. Just yeah. sassy. I just, well, that's what happens when you grow up in Southern California. All the fucking high school girls talk like this. <laughs> I got fucking attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Um, All right. Well, yeah. This is an evil question. Like, would you rather go lose one game to every team or go four and two, but lose two games to the same team? I'd like to spread the wealth. I think I would rather beat every team once. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. That's an odd one for sure. I don't want to lose to any team twice. So I don't know how to answer that. I'll go four and two. And beat everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Beat everybody. <laughs> I'm not conceding yet. We're going six and zero in the AFC West. What team a, would be the a, would, would be the easiest team to lose twice to? The Chiefs. Okay, you can say they're that. The that best could be your the, answer. They're the best of the teams. Yeah, but that's going to be who we're playing to try to win the division, that, dude. That's who you want to beat the most. You bait them. Then you beat them. <laughs> you beat them and you beat them. You just got if, if four and two is the absolute option, I would rather lose to the Broncos twice. Because I can't lose to the Raiders twice. Kill myself. No, no, but <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> can't do that. Live on the air, I'd do it. And the Chiefs, uh, they've won the division the last however many years. I'm just sick of them. So right. if I had to pick a team to lose twice to, it would be them. Kevin yeah. Crunch, this is a mean but fucking then that question. Means, <laughs> but that means that means I get to beat the Raiders twice and the Chiefs twice. Right. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's a great world. I I would go I would go with the three and three as well because I think yeah. it keeps everybody on the same playing field right. and it's just a matter of how many of your other games you can win. Yeah. And yeah. That's well thought out. Yeah. Not emotional. No. That's why you're here. Good answer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, That's you more would have a Kyle answer, really. That's not well, you'd obviously have a better record with four and two, but you don't want to lose twice to any of the division rivals. But so. I don't want to lose twice to the Raiders, so I'd rather do the other one. Three and three. No, I don't want to lose to the Raiders. Well, you have to lose to... Well, okay, so if you, you want okay, to beat so them twice... you want to beat the Raiders twice, you have to do the four and two scenario. That's what I'm and doing. you want to lose to the Chiefs twice? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's fine. the stupidest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't want to lose to the Raiders. I, <laughs> Twitter's an awful place after the Ra- Raiders win anything. You live in Missouri. <laughs> I also live on Twitter. It's real. <laughs> it's a real thing. Cabin right. Crunchy, we have a bitch. Thank you for <laughs> asking the question. Good one. All right. Well, now let's go out of basketball fan with Senior Snappy. And if you want to follow along, 
This is a continuation from episode 163. Oh, shit, really? Here we go. <laughs> San Ysidro was seen wicked men before. Now, here you were, wool dog, holed up in that dusty motel cinco outside of town. Laid low like a snake waiting till everyone forgot what you'd done back in Idaho. How you murdered that poor fella that had rescued your diseased old hound, wool dog Jr., but San Ysidro <laughs> didn't know the real Wooldog. Not yet. You done got it made for a minute. Found a little lady that let that took you in. A saloon keeper that didn't ask too many questions. A Walmart greeter that said hello, no matter what kind of state you was in. You even found one of those bourgeois pet stores that stocks Wooldog Jr.'s favorite horse, Kibble. If only you hadn't had to lie so much to keep the law off your trail. The bolts won it all, you said. God only knows why. <laughs> then it was, I'd marry Justin Herbert and kill Drew Brees. But dadgummit, you went too far when you told her your name was Senior Snappy. A pretty young thing like that is going to learn the truth eventually. Now the old sheriff is at your door. He's on the bullhorn, ordering you to come out with your hands in the air. And all them deputies are right beside him. Like coiled springs ready to explode itchy trigger fingers and a mean-looking battering ram. That little lady, she must have led them right to you. You took her innocence, Wooldog. The only right thing she can take is your freedom. <laughs> is this where it all ends? You might be able to escape through the bathroom window, but Wooldog Jr. ain't a quiet hound. He'll give you away. They won't shoot you if you walk out with the little lady in front. You can call in a favor on that rotary phone. What'll it be? <laughs> <laughs> what the I see your snappy. Oh man, the creative writing is off the charts. We need to add great. Writing. I don't know how much time we have to produce this episode, but I feel like there needs to be some sound effects or some music for that. At the very least, I'll put some ambient music in there. Something to kind of set the tone. Um. Yeah, Senior Snappy started this in episode 163. So if you're wondering why the hell did he do this, uh, go back and listen to that. And I think the idea, if I remember correctly, was just like, you know, if you could... He killed someone. If I killed someone and, you know, just to win the Super Bowl and tell him that I won it all, would I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, And as far as what would I do... <laughs> My bill skipped in the bathroom window, but Wooldog Jr. ain't a quiet hand. He'll give you away. You gotta leave your um, dog behind. You leave your dog behind, get away, go out, don't get shot, give yourself up, or call in a favor, whatever that looks like. I might call in a favor. I might be calling you, <laughs> Senior Snappy. I might be like, I'm in a jam. <laughs> get me out. Get the snapping. Uh, yeah. Get, get <laughs> Stop jabbing and start snapping. <laughs> um, you're loyal. You're not leaving the dog. That's right. You're not going to surrender. Yeah, it'd be tough to you're leave the go dog. Down swinging. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I like that answer. At <laughs> I'm looking forward to the uh, the, the third what episode of conclusion? this trilogy. <laughs> yeah, <really> conclusion. <laughs> All right, Senior Snappy. Thank you for bringing bringing the creative writing and uh, thank yeah. you everybody who asked <laughs> yeah. questions. You gotta you gotta come up with episode three and let us know what this favor is that he's called in. Yeah, On yeah. This is phone. this is like a choose your own adventure, Senior Snappy. Yep. I'm picking the rotary phone favor. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Let me know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any uh, any final thoughts or bold predictions, gentlemen? 
I got nothing. I'm going to kiss the ground when I get home. That's right. Kevin's coming home, baby. In mere 20 hours, I'll be back. And it'll be, it'll be sweet, sweet. Um, all right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. When you serve your family dinner, they appreciate it. Thanks, Mom! But when you add Wooldog Soft Bread Rolls, they really appreciate it. Oh, wow! Bread Rolls! Works every time. Hot, flaky, buttery-tasting bread rolls. Your family's really gonna love them. <laughs> Wooldog Soft Bread Rolls. They'll appreciate it. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.